Welcome to The Ambitious Agent, where we give you information that you can use right now, right here today to help you gain more clients, make more money and retain those clients. Let's go. Okay, guys. Oh, man, this question comes up so often. I sit with so many agents who in the area we live in, there are over 100 plans to choose from. Honestly, almost every carrier here in the Houston area has like 10, 12, 14, 16 plans available. And many new agents say, oh, my God, it's just so much. It's so much to remember. It's so much to learn. I don't know where to start. I'm walking into these appointments, but I'm walking out without the sale. Folks aren't buying from me. Why? Well, let's talk about it. So the first thing I want to say is your personality and the way you look does matter. Anybody who tells you different don't know what they're talking about. You have to be personable. If you are not You may find a plan that's a good fit, but because they don't like you, they're not going to sign on the dotted line. So make sure that you're personable. Make sure that you're likable when you're in front of the client. The next thing, you guys, you have to ask questions. Don't shy away from asking questions. They want you to ask questions. It helps to position you as a consultant as the expert and not just another run-of-the-mill insurance salesperson. It shows that you are asking these questions because it is your goal, your intention to find a plan that is the best fit for them. Not just sell them on some shit so you can get paid and run up out of there. And that doesn't do you any good anyway because you get this upfront money, you don't want to charge back, number one. And you want those renewals. Keep that in the forefront of your mind. So some of the questions you want to ask them are just of their needs. Now, you can't just say, okay, so what are your needs? A lot of folks, you got to kind of draw those answers out of them by asking them more specific questions. Do you need to go to the dentist? Yes. Do you need a lot of dental work done? Or is it just like some cleaning, the next raise, or you're not sure? Do you wear glasses or contacts? Are you a veteran? Is your spouse a veteran? That's a wonderful question to ask. And we'll get into that later. How important is having help buying over-the-counter drugstore items to you? Um, Do you have any prescriptions that are really expensive? Um, And this one. What have you heard? What commercials have you seen about Medicare Advantage plans or Medicare supplement plans? What is your, what's your friends and your neighbors been talking about? Has there anything that you've heard or seen or that someone has spoken to you about that stands out to you? Y'all, that's a wonderful question to ask because trust me, they nerd something. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. It's really not always bad, but you want to go ahead and dispel that stuff right then and right there. Um, one of the reasons too, you want to ask about what they've heard or what commercials they've seen is, for example, I had one lady, we went through a plan I thought was the best fit. And so did she, I get to the end and then she asked me, well, you know, my friend has a plan and it gives up money. It gives a thousand dollars every month for groceries. Now, first of all, it, the, the amount wasn't a thousand. I said, well, ma'am, I could tell you right now, maybe it's a thousand a year, but it ain't a thousand a month. But there are plans out there that are available. Well, can I get help with groceries? I didn't even. So for in the area I live in, 
the grocery benefit at one point was only available to persons who were duals. It wasn't available to folks who didn't have Medicaid. Now we have one plan available. It does make it um, to where they do offer help for groceries and utilities. And I hadn't added that to my client questionnaire. And to be honest, I would forget to ask. So she asked about it. And I'm like, well, you know what? There is a plan out there. And we end up having to go through a whole new plan where the benefits were very similar. That was available. Um, this plan in the in my area, gosh, the network is so small. Thank goodness she didn't have any specialists and she was changing her PCP and that PCP I knew accepted that plan. But you guys, that's a wonderful question to ask, especially nowadays because they hear so much. They hear so much. They have these commercials running and this stuff they get in the mail talking about getting $144 or the, the number may have changed now reimbursed back into their check. Well, so many of these folks are on a budget and need money and need help, even though I know deep down they may think it's too good to be true. They still make this call. And a lot of times that's how their insurance gets changed, even if they're not trying to change it. So we we want to take care of that way ahead of time. I want to dispel all these rumors. I want to answer all these questions. I want to let you know what's available to you and what's not. Um, you also want to ask them about their hospital stays over the last couple of years. I want to know if you got any chronic conditions. I want to know what's going on. Now, when I ask about chronic conditions, that does not automatically mean I'm going to put you on a chronic plan. Just because it's a chronic plan designed for diabetics don't mean it's a good fit for the person I'm sitting in front of. But I need to know depending on what time of year, if we're outside of open enrollment, I might have to put you in a chronic plan in order to just get you coverage for now. You know, um, I want to know um, how much your part B, you, you got Medicare part A and B. Okay. You're paying the 160, uh, 16410, I believe this year for your Medicare part B. I want to know if they paying more than that. I want to know if you're making more than, you know, 80, I believe it's 83,000 or 88,000 in retirement as a single person. So I know if you're paying more for your Medicare Part B, I may be able to help you alleviate some of that cost. I want to know if you're a veteran because, hey, if you're a veteran, you may not need prescription drug coverage. I may be able to put you in a plan that offers an additional benefit in exchange for this plan, not including prescription drug coverage. So first you start, you guys, by asking a host of questions. Don't be scared. They want you to ask these. And if anybody asks you why, then I can tell you right now, that's probably not even a client that you want because they're going to be a headache if they don't understand why you're asking about their needs. But you could let them know this is so that I can help Find a plan that's the best fit for you and your specific set of healthcare needs. So that's where you start always. After you finish asking the questions, you want to go through how Medicare works. Now, if you you may be sitting in front of somebody who already knows. Just because somebody's on a Medicare Advantage plan, though, don't mean they understand Medicare. So you got to make sure. So you may have to explain how Medicare works. Um, Explain how Medicare Advantage plans work, the difference between a Medicare Advantage plan and, um, you know, a supplement plan. Once you explain that, if you do it correctly, by the time you get to the end, they should be asking you for the sale. But if not, you always start with, okay, now if this person isn't a dual, you always start with, now, would you prefer an HMO 
or a PPO. Let me explain the difference. An HMO means that with most plans, you have to stay in network. So here in Texas, we have some plans that are HMOs, but it says, um, well, sorry, let me get to the next part. You got to stay in network. If you go and use a doctor outside of the network, you will be responsible for 100% of the costs. With most HMOs, you do have to get a referral from your primary care doctor before you go to see the specialist. Now, I say with most plans because we have a few out here, HMOs that say no referral needed, only a few. So, but the majority, you got to get a referral. So pretty much I leave it at that. Or now, or a PPO. Now, contrary to what many folks believe, PPO plans do still have a network. It's just that you have a little bit of flexibility. If you go outside of that network, you're not responsible for 100% of the cost. You may have to pay a percentage percentage, or a higher copay. It really just depends on which PPO we decide to go with. Now, if you got somebody that's a dual, um, you don't always need to ask that question. I don't usually ask that for duals. Most of them here want the HMO because of the HMO has benefits that the PPOs just absolutely do not have. Um, so once you know, they'll let you know whether they want an HMO or PPO. And I tell them HMOs are always going to save you the most money and they're going to be the most benefit rich. So if you're on a budget or a strict one, HMOs might be the good fit, best fit for you, but you let me know. That's, that's the start. You start there. HMO, now you know. Now that helps alleviate a lot of the plans. Now I'm excluding duels, right? So if they tell you, oh, HMO, now you know, I don't need to look at the PPOs. I only need to focus on HMOs. So we kind of got some direction, right? We got a little bit of direction on this map. Now, next, I encourage you to make a document. I've made it for my agents. I have the top five plans in our area and or in the areas that they live. Um, and I have the top five benefits on there. So in it, in my, on the, for the, the columns, I have the, the name of the companies and the plan names. And for the roles, I have stuff like um, the stuff I ask them about their needs. I have the dental benefit going across for each company, how much it is and how it works. Dental is not the same. It does not work the same with every company. Lord, you guys, it does not. And it will cause you to lose a sale. I have the over-the-counter benefit. I have the ones that include the grocery and utility benefit. Um, I have glasses, how much the plan gives for glasses on there. I also have transportation on there. Um, and I believe on those, I do have, I do, I have how much it costs to go to the PCP and to the specialist. Our HMOs is $0, but our PPOs, the PCPs do, do kind of have a cost. So based on how the person answers those questions, if it's a person who's right now, they don't have nothing going on with their health. They only own a couple of generic medications, you know, Lasartan and Amlodipine or something like that. But man, I need dentures. I have a client that so he never been to the dentist before. He got a lot of dental work he need done. So for what's most important for him is not only having a plan that his doctor accepts, but the dental benefit is more important than anything because he doesn't have any real health problems. So I'm going to look at that. He already told me he wanted an HMO. So I got my HMO form out. And now I'm going to go to the dental column. 
And I'm going to scroll to the HMO plan that provides the most for dental because he's not concerned with anything else. We know PCP visits are zero dollars on all of them. Um, If he told me he doesn't have any specialists that he goes to, well, right now we're not worried about that. He can't eat. He he cannot eat. He's losing weight because he needs his teeth pulled and he needs dentures. So based on how your clients answer you, that's how you look at that form and you categorize, you see what's most important to them. What are their needs? If you got somebody that goes to the specialist a lot, then I'm looking for a plan where the specialist copay is the lowest possible for everything that they're looking for. So after you go through the chart and you identify, I would identify for you guys who may be new doing this, the the top three. This is the one we're going to look at first. This is the one I look at second if that one don't work out. Maybe the top two. Why do you need to do that? Because what you have to do next is you got to look up their doctors. Before you go through the plan, I don't say anything about plan details or benefits. I don't get them excited. I don't sell them on nothing until I know for sure that they doctors accept the plan I'm about to review. Now, after you've been doing this for a while, if you work the same areas, a lot of seniors, you guys, even here in Houston, as big as Houston is, a lot of them have the same doctors. There's a lot of doctors. I When I hear that doctor, I know who it is. I know what plan they accept. I know what they don't accept you'll get to that point where you're like, oh, okay. Oh, oh. or if they're a part of a network, oh, all of your doctors are part of the Methodist, Methodist network. Okay, well, I know that these plans accept all Methodist doctors because they bill based on the group, not doctor by doctor. So those are things you learn with experience as you're doing it more and more. So then you look up the doctors. You make sure that the plan that you've identified is the best fit the doctors accept it. Once you know that the doctors accept it, then um, you can go through with the plan review or you can go ahead and look up prescriptions. Prescriptions are important because there are there are some medications like Jardians, for example, or Eloquis that are really expensive. And here in Houston, we have some um, some some plans that, man, their prescription drug coverage is phenomenal. I tell you, and if I sit with somebody, it's certain medications people say that raise my antennas. When I hear that, I know, okay, the prescriptions is what's going to drive the the type of plan that we go with and the insurance carrier we go with here. Because for some of them, I know this company don't cover none of this. So even though the benefits may be great, if they got to pay $200 for their prescriptions because they don't cover it, then that ain't no good fit. So you'll need to look up the prescriptions too. And as you become more knowledgeable and more experienced, then some of them you'll know. Like now, some of them I hear, I already know. I know that these are all generics. I know it's going to fall in tier one or tier six. You know, so I'm not really concerned about it. Or I may hear one and I'm like, oh, I know that's a tier four right there. You know, I know how much that one's going to cost. So Those are things you want to keep in mind with plan selection. But the biggest thing is knowing if they want to go with an HMO or a PPO. That's your start. After you know that, 
Now, you know, you've already asked Denise questions. So based on what they said they needed, you pull out that HMO or that PPO chart and you go through those needs to find the plan that has the benefits that best suits those needs. Look up their doctors, make sure their doctors accept the plan, make sure that their prescriptions are reasonably priced because that could make a person say, oh, no, this ain't gonna work for me. You know, uh, I take Trulicity. Uh, that is, you know, this company don't cover it. Then I don't care how everything else looks. I need this medication to live. So that's something that you got to keep in mind. And you guys using that is how you select the plans that are the best fit. It helps make it easy for you. And the more experience you get, you won't even need to use that anymore. Now, something else I want to mention. I said the top five plans. A lot of agents get caught in just analysis paralysis. Lord, trying to learn everything about every plan and putting these charts together, comparing every PPO in the area, every HMO in the area, every duel. You don't need to do that. You're not going to write every dual plan that's in the area. You're not going to write every HMO that's in the area. You're not going to write every PPO in the area. Let me give you an example of why I know you're not. There are going to be a lot of HMOs in the area that most doctors don't accept. If a doctor don't accept, you ain't going to write it. But then there's going to be an HMO that is very popular that the majority of doctors do accept. The more majority here, United Healthcare has the biggest network. Most of the doctors, they do accept United Healthcare. Um, you know, Humana has a big network here. We have some companies out here, their network is so small, their benefits are absolutely wonderful. But if nobody accepts them, what does it matter? If all of the hospitals here aren't in their network, they only got three two or three hospitals in their network. And if you know anything about Houston, we got so many hospitals here. That's not going to work. I don't need to put that plan on my list. All I need are the top five. The top five are going to be the ones that the number one doctors accept. You want the top five HMOs that doctors accept. You want to look at the top PPOs doctors accept. You want to look at the top duels. That's going to that's gonna narrow it down a whole lot right there. Secondly, now you want to look at the benefits. After you narrow down the top HMOs, the top PPOs, the top duels, then that the doctors accept, then you want to look at the benefits in those plans. And you want to make sure that they have the most competitive benefits. You may find 10 plans that many other doctors accept. But man, you may look at the benefits on four of them and be like, nobody can go with this. Why would in the world would they choose this when they could choose this one? And the doctor accepts both. So that can help you narrow down. All you need is a top five. Now, they're going to be outliers. They're going to be times where you may have to put somebody on a plan that's not on there. I'll give you an example. I just wrote somebody on a plan that reimburses money back into their check. That's not a plan that I write very often because the co-pays are high as hell. Okay. $50 to see a specialist. Um, if I got somebody who has to see a specialist three times a month, getting reimbursed $125 back into your Part B check, well, we didn't just ate that up with three specialist visits, not to mention any lab work you had to get done, any MRIs or CT scans. So that really don't make financial sense. That's only for a certain subset of folks. So I use that if I'm talking to a veteran. 
because we have one that doesn't include prescription drug coverage. We have one that does that reimburses money back into the check. So if I'm talking to a veteran or if I'm talking to somebody who makes a lot of money in retirement, so their part B costs more than everyone else's. If they don't have a lot of other issues going on, if they're not seeing a specialist, then that plan may be a good fit for them to help offset some of that cost. Then I have some folks who I have one man who just was scared to even get signed up and enroll in Part B, even though he needed it. He was on such a budget. He couldn't he didn't qualify for Medicaid. He got low income subsidy, but not full Medicaid to help with the cost of Part B to where he was like, I need it, but I can't afford it. So with him, he was just going to go without. So if it's a choice of just going without and just winging it and you need it, though, and going with, even if the specialist visit is a little bit more expensive, I chose to put him on that plan to reimburse that money back into his check. Because other than that, he wouldn't have gotten any insurance at all. And that served him. Fortunately, he don't he doesn't have any specialists that he goes to. He got a PCP and he need to get some work done. He needs some dental work done. We're able to take care of all that. So, you know, you may have that. And I, last thing I want to mention is about with plan selection. The chronic plans that are out here, we have chronic plans with diabetics, um, end stage renal disease, heart problems, lung problems. Yeah. Just because somebody is a diabetic, just because somebody got COPD, just because somebody is suffering with end-stage renal disease, that does not mean they automatically go on a chronic plan. I work with an agent. Every time he came across a diabetic, he was putting him on United Healthcare's gold chronic PPO plan. This is designed especially for you and this and that. But you guys, nothing is a one-size fits all. Nothing. Just because it's a chronic plan does not mean this diabetic you sitting in front of need to be on this plan. For example, some of the chronic plans, especially as visits, is $45. If you need to see your endocrinologist, why in the hell would I put you on a chronic plan where to see your endocrinologist is $45 when I could have put you on another plan? It's not a chronic plan, but guess what? Your specialist visits is 20 bucks, not 45 and you're somebody that's on metformin. So it really don't matter. This metformin is a generic. It's going to be cheap no matter what plan I put you on. And now that they've changed the rule with insulin, I can put you on any plan where your insulin is going to be $35 out the gate. So don't think just because somebody has a chronic condition that automatically means a chronic plan is a good fit because many times it's not. There's so much more to a person than just being on a chronic plan. You have to ask them like, you know, the agent I was talking to, I'm like, hey, you put all these folks on these chronic plans, but many of them don't even see their endocrinologist like that. You know, and, and if they do for the ones that do, they're paying too much out of pocket. And the prescription drug costs for some of the other medications on that plan was just way too high. So those are things you want to keep in mind, too. It's all about finding the plan that's the best fit. And I'll tell you guys, for me, for the chronic plans, honestly, the only time I ever put folks on a chronic plan is if we're outside of OEP, we're outside of AEP, and there are no other SCPs that are available. Well, for me to get, I got to get you coverage. And I'm going to put you on this chronic plan to get you coverage. Thankfully, we have a lot more competitive chronic plans out here. We used to only have one. You know, now we have three. 
three different companies offering chronic plans, four different companies offering chronic plans, thank goodness, which made them a lot more competitive. But I still found that even with those competitive chronic plans, some of the non-chronic plans still tend to be a better fit overall for my members. There are some times when that chronic plan really does make sense. And I'll give you an example. One of the companies that offers a chronic plan, um, so let's say it's a chronic plan for end-stage renal disease. Your nephrologist, your kidney doctor, you can go and see for free. So whatever specialist is related to that chronic illness, you can see them for free. On the heart chronic plan with this company, you can see your cardiologist for free. You don't have to pay for it. So if I sit with somebody who they got some major going and they go and see them heart, that heart doctor, you know, I have somebody who has got something major going on right now in and out of that cardiologist office, you guys. It's, it's crazy how much per month, actually. So for somebody like that, the chronic plan actually may be a good fit because I can get you into that to seeing the cardiologist for free because that's that's the problem we have this year. Next year, it may be under control and I can move you off that plan. But for the most part, I don't put folks on chronic plans unless it's in the middle of the year. The plan that reimburses the money back into folks' checks. I don't have any of those plans on my top five because it's not my top five. It's an outlier. It's a plan that I put folks on if they fall into certain categories, you are spending more on your Medicare Part B because of the Irma tax. Um, you are a veteran. You're just so much on a budget. You really need some help picking up that Part B and you don't care about how much specialist visits or hospitalization costs. You're not that sick. Right now, you just want some coverage in case something does happen, but you need help with that Part B. That is when I may use that plan. So you guys, I hope this information was helpful with closing the sale um, as I come up with more tips about how to close a sale how to make sure that every person you sit in front of that can be sold and should be sold is the right thing to do that you're walking out of there with that sale you guys have a wonderful week I'll catch you next time